Marjan Love, the host of Marjan's Musings on Cape Ann Television. I also am the author of The Temptation Saga, and I've been talking to you for the last two podcasts about the first book in the series, Saigon's Deadly Game. And the book opens in Newfoundland, Canada, where the writer Marge meets a spirit in her writing room, and that spirit's name is Tu Kim. Where we encounter Tu Kim is partway through the book, our core character, Derek Martle Johnson, goes to Saigon and works there as an army medic. While he's out on leave, he sees a beautiful little girl, and she's being pimped on a street corner. And he's morally outraged about this, so he snatches her away from the pimp, not knowing that Tu Kim is a lure. So today I'm going to read you her character profile. Tu Kim, her first name, as we would think, is Kim, and Tu is her family name. But in Vietnam, as in many uh, countries, In the Middle East, your family name is spoken first. It's more important than your first name, your given name. So her role in the story, she's a core character, and she's referred to by others as the little fish in the game. Her occupation, she's an elementary school student, and she studies martial arts, and Um, She does this in a very unusual way in Vietnam. She studies with a Japanese sword master. Um, She has some disastrous life events, and she winds up in this situation where she's kidnapped by a pimp. Her physical description, she's an exceptionally beautiful, slender girl with thick, long, ebony hair slanted, expressive chocolate eyes. She's 12 years old, turning 13, and she's in the hormonal throes of puberty, which affects how she interacts with the hero, Derek Martel Johnson. Her personality, she's brilliant, brave, exceedingly quick to learn any new skill, no matter how difficult. She's fiercely loyal, She's very engaging, she's tenacious, she's athletic, and she's very sensual. She has a habit, a mannerism, that we encounter earlier in the story when the Marge Mosaic goes to visit Derek, who is acting as a flight instructor at the Flying A Ranch. And um, Kim uses a two-finger caress to display deep affection. And that little gesture shows up before we ever meet Kim. It's kind of an interesting little plot twist. She's ready, willing, and able to fight with a temper to go with this. But because of her Buddhist mother, she prefers the path of compassion. Her background, she's uh, a wealthy girl, part French, part Vietnamese. 
She's the only uh, daughter of a prominent Catholic businessman and a loving Buddhist mother. She's the best student of her swordmaster. Kim's internal conflicts. She was abandoned by her first crush, her first love. And by the time we meet her in Saigon, she's orphaned by both of her parents. She's exceedingly worried about her missing older brothers. And due to her situation, she falls madly in love with her handsome, brave rescuer. She's suffering severe stress-induced fatigue. And she also has a terrible sense of guilt for luring Derek Martle Johnson into the deadly game by begging him to help her with her eyes. Her external conflicts. She's burned out of her home. She's kidnapped. And she's pimped as the victim of a sadistic, deadly game. She's stalked, beaten, abused, and mortally threatened by several different callous men. She has an ally in the story that we get to meet. Her name is Nemesis Sampson. She's a major in the Army, and she's a nurse. And because she um, has risen to the rank of major, she has men under her command who are Green Berets, and she trains with them. And due to a series of incidents where the rescue helicopters come back with um, American soldiers who are wounded in such a way that they cannot be revived. There's a, a sadistic person doing torturing of American soldiers in the huts. Um, this is a well-documented fact of what happened in Vietnam. The torture huts were legend, and they're featured um, in the landmark movie Deer Hunter, I knew someone who survived such an experience, and so I thought it was really important to point out the plight of the victims, but also the heroic efforts of the medics and nurses and doctors who were stationed at Saigon during the late 1960s, who did their very best to help these men. And so Nemesis is one of my principal characters. Um, she's not only very talented, both in the operating theater and in psychiatric triage that they do. At the time, these uh, interventions were called critical incident debriefings, or CIDs. She does a lot of that, but she also does follow-up. Uh, therapy sessions with soldiers who have been put in a situation where they've had to do things for which they feel guilty or been put in a situation where they've been injured or they've injured others. And so she does a lot of work with her uh, partner, uh, Sergeant Silas Malcolm. Um, she has 
several gentlemen who are courting her because she's buff and beautiful and brilliant. And her chief suitor is um, Captain Clarence Coffey. And he is um, a leader out in the bush. And he takes his men to do um, hand-to-hand combat uh, with the North Vietnamese. She's also been courted by um, Sergeant Major Brown, Jeremiah Brown. And uh, he was a sergeant major who trained new recruits. But in Vietnam, he winds up with the detail of dealing with dead bodies and preparing them for their journey back to the United States. He's on the mortuary crew. And therefore, um, Sergeant Major Jeremiah Brown receives bodies from Major Nemesis Sampson's team when they are not able to save the soldier's life or the Marine's life because the Saigon Hospital took care of any service people who were injured. Um, Nemesis has an interesting name, Nemesis Samson, and you'll find out how she got that name in a discussion between Captain Coffey and Captain Derek Martel Johnson in the lobby of a hotel that I've chosen to call Shades of Green. I don't think um, there was a hotel in Saigon called Shades of Green, but there are many um, hotels that bear that name that are used for uh, rest and recreation and recuperation of soldiers. So that's what I chose to call this hotel. And you get to hear how Nemesis Sampson got her name. Uh, Derek Martle Johnson served with Nemesis, and he was so impressed by her that he signed up for an extension of his tour of duty. And so by the time we meet them in Vietnam, he's done two tours of duty, and he's a few weeks shy of leaving the country when he goes out to spend his R&R and bumps into Tu Kim. And... Um, Derek Martel Johnson's best friend, Sam Davis, and nurse nemesis Samson had a very flirtatious relationship until Sam is captured and Sam is tortured. And um, Derek, working with a good doctor, helps to save Sam's life. And there's a very pivotal incident that happens inside the operating room. And from that moment forward, Nemesis Samson does not flirt or approach handsome, dashing Major Sam Davis again. He's search and rescue with his dog, Trigger. And um, Nemesis is hard as nails on the outside, but she's a sensitive, caring woman on the inside. So that when she finds out that Derek's in this disaster, you know, he's got this clock 
ticking on this gauntlet game, and if you lose, you die. So Nemesis gets permission to leave base, and she and Sam go out to help Derek. And when they encounter to Kim, Derek wants to go out into the city and do some solo recognizance. And Samson offers to babysit Kim while he's gone because Kim's life is in danger. And Samson is a very well-trained soldier and capable of protecting her. So during that interaction, Major Samson becomes sort of a surrogate mother for recently orphaned to Kim. Based on that interaction and a previous problem, she uh, attempted to save a Huey pilot who was tortured and a new recruit doctor um, did not listen to her warning not to send this newly rescued POW out on leave. And the, the young doctor, fresh on base, sends this Huey pilot who's just been rescued out on leave and he disappears. But Nemesis Samson finds him, and that man's name is Major Tony Panatella. And he was wounded so severely, both physically and mentally, that he winds up looking very psychotic to the point that people on base, when they see or hear of him because he's gone to ground and he's very furtive, they refer to him as the crazy man. But Nemesis brings sea ration packs out to him so that he has clean, safe food to eat because she's trying to lure him back to base where he can get the treatment he needs because this very brave pilot has saved many, many soldiers and uh, Marines and she wants to rescue him. So... Given the situation with Derek and to Kim, she comes up with a very brilliant strategy to preserve their lives and to save Major Tony Panatella in the bargain. And the reason that Nurse Nemesis Sampson has to save Tony is he's gotten caught up in a different gambling game. It's called Mr. Lucky. And... It's a Russian roulette game. In this Russian roulette game, people bet on one or the other of the two contestants. And whoever survives the Russian roulette collects a huge pot of winnings. And because Tony was raised Catholic, he's forbidden to commit suicide you know, outright shoot himself. So he goes into these Mr. Lucky matches and he goes in distressed and he says a prayer each time he enters a match. He tells God that he's suffering and he leaves the outcome of the match up to God, promising that if he survives, he will send his winnings home 
to his widowed mother, which is exactly what he does. And he beats all the odds and winds up living for nearly a year, playing Mr. Lucky once or twice every month. There's a problem with that. Once you are the lucky man, no man may kill you except in the Mr. Lucky game under the penalty of death, a horrible, swift death. And you are not allowed to leave the city if you make more than one Mr. Lucky challenge. And so Tony is exceedingly wealthy at this point, having won this horrible, death-defying feat of gambling repeatedly for nearly a year. And Nemesis comes up with a strategy to try to save him. And if you want to find out what that is, go on Amazon.com, look for the author page for Marjan Love, and take a peek at the cover of Saigon's Deadly Game. You'll get to see an iconic photo of a young girl standing near a fire. And if you look very carefully at the picture, you'll see an adult, which appears to be female, on her knees praying with all these flames. And this photo is now public domain. It's been used in over 250 different applications, but the original photograph that's been presented to the world is in the Remnants of War Museum in Ho Chi Minh City. I hope I've given you some interesting, possibly tantalizing bits of information. This is Marjan Love, the host of Marjan's Musings on KPN TV. You can see um, the videos on kpntv.org. And this podcast has been brought to you from the beautiful new podcast studio at the KPN Television Facilities at Blackburn Circle in Gloucester. So if you would like to go on air and make your own podcast about something amusing or something interesting, contact the people here at KPN TV and let them know you'd like to make a podcast. It'll be featured on Podbean. That's all for now. <laughs>